This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Cop Update from the LFC Day Trippers. It is Wednesday, I think it's the 12th of January. Um, I have to stop doing this at the start, because I'm definitely going to get it wrong at some stage. But I'm nearly sure it's Wednesday, and I'm nearly sure it's the 12th of January. I'm delighted to be joined by Ben from Rivalry Aside TV to go through all the stuff that we have today. It's kicked off in the last hour, I'm going to be honest with you. Ben, how are you, my man? Not too bad, mate, yeah. Just uh, testing out the new internet, so hopefully it sees us through, mate, and we can have a little good chat. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was looking through stuff this morning. Um, all our researchers, i.e. Kev, Chris, Shawnee, Keith and myself, try to come up with as much as we can for this show um, every day. And it was like there was bits and pieces around. Some of it's laughable. Um, and then it all started kicking off with regards to uh, Mo Salah and Mikel Arteta and all sorts of stuff. So um, Chris Brack wants a wave. He's got one. So happy days. <laughs> we're, we're off to a flyer. Don't forget, if you're watching this, brilliant. Um, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so and if you hit the share button and share it across your social media absolutely do that too and don't forget if you're in the chat and you're watching the chat get involved throw stuff at us and we try to get to it in the next uh, 30 minutes or so um, so I want to start off with I was going to start off with a lot of names that have been linked with Liverpool uh, Ben but let's start with um, the, some quotes from Klopp um, with regards to Mo Salah now mm. yesterday we were speaking about Mo Salah and the interview that was in GQ I think it was and it looks like it goes back to November. Um, but I was saying, yes, it's a bit worrying. I'm a bit worried anyway because it's the middle of January and still nothing's happened. But um, Klopp has come out with some um, quotes with regards to this um, in the la- in his press conference. So Neil Jones reports, right, I'll read them both out and you can give your thoughts on it then, yeah? yeah, um, yeah. Jürgen Klopp in his pre-Arsenal press conference, this is from Neil Jones, he says, on Salah's GQ interview, he says, there's nothing in it that's unexpected. I know that Mo wants to stay. We want Mo to stay. That's where we are. It takes time. I think it is in a good place. I am very positive about it. When asked by David Maddock, uh, Klopp, or David Maddock asked Klopp on the subject of Salah, he says, surely it's close to being sorted. Uh, Klopp says, yes, there is nothing to worry about. It is a normal process. He has a contract here for the, this season and next season. It is all fine. This is the second time Klopp has kind of you know, waved away these um, doubts or um, conspiracy theories or whatever it might be, Ben, it'll rumble on until he signs a contract or doesn't. Mm. I, I still think he will, just just for the record. Um, but I am worried as as as, as, time, as every day goes by. But, but Ben, that's the second time Klopp's done that. Is, is it just a case of, for you, you think it'll be done, but there's a number there and Liverpool hit the number and it's all good? Yeah, mate, I think... Mo Salah's just putting the pressure on Liverpool to get it over the line, isn't it? It's they're obviously still at a little sticking point and no better pressure than the main man to put the, the pressure on the owners and the fan base kicks up a storm. And mate, I'm not worried about it. It's Liverpool's biggest contract deal, and you know, it's Mo Salah's got every right to want the biggest contract of his career, and it's probably going to be his last biggest one. So 
all parties have to get the right deal and probably Salah's in the right to try and get it done. Mm. You, I think, like, reading between the lines as much as I possibly can, um, the delay in this for me is probably, like like I said, there's a number there. Salah's people have come and said, there's a number. Um, that's what we want, you know, and probably some assurances as to what Liverpool are going to do in the future, squad-wise. And once Liverpool hit that, it's all good. Um, Klopp mm. doesn't seem in any way put out by it. He's just like, normal process, contract, it's all good. Um, it'll happen. Um, are we both in agreement on that and just leave it leave it be for the moment? Mate, there's, for me, it, 100% it gets done. The the ones that left previously, mate, all wanted to leave, and that's the likes of the Coutinho, Sterling, Suarez. This fellow wants to finish it out at Liverpool, and there's no way that FSG are going to let that go to shit, mate. No way at all. That fella stays at Liverpool. Okay. Um, we leave that as it is then, um, because Klopp is again, like I said, Klopp is dampened down mm. any kind of um, speculation over it, uh, to the point where people are saying, is he gone? Is he, you know, will it happen? Will it not? So Klopp has kind of put it out there and, you know, in a press conference, it's not like some sort of, you know, quote made in the back room somewhere. He's put it in a press conference, so that's all good. Um, mm. Just a little update, Alisson and Trent have been declared fit and have trained today. So it looks like, um, it looks like they're available for Arsenal. Um, Trent was reported as being tested positive, but we don't know when that was. It was probably last Wednesday, mm. last Thursday. So I think he's within, he has enough time to get over that and isolate and come back for Arsenal. That's a big thing, isn't it? With Trent and, and Alisson both being, being around. Oh, it is, mate, isn't it? Look, look how much Trent gives Liverpool going forwards. And, you know, Liverpool are always in the best when they're putting the foot on someone's throat. And I expect them to be doing it against Arsenal if the game does go ahead. And, the keeper's a big one, mate. Just brings that extra calmness when it's needed. And I can't wait to play Arsenal, mate. We need these players on the pitch as well. We need a strong eleven because I want to see us batter Arsenal tomorrow. Um, well, that's what goes ahead. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> um, I want to fly through a couple of names. And as I said, some of, them, some of them are ridiculous. But these are the names. This show isn't about coming on here and telling you that Liverpool are doing this or Liverpool are doing that or, um, you know, me telling you that I know everything because I don't. But what we do is what we try to do is get any names that have been linked, no matter how kind of flimsy it is, throw it in there, yeah. um, have a chat about it and chat about the players that are being linked. Um, so here we go. Um, Musa Barrow is a winger from Bologna. He was with Atalanta. He's now with Bologna. Um, his agent, <clears throat> his agent said when he first seen him, he realized he's discovered the new Kaka. Um, so that's that's a massive um, massive shout out for Musa Barrow, eighteen million pound. Um, the usual stuff that comes out. Uh, dreams of playing in in England um, could be a solution to Liverpool's problems up front, um, numbers wise. But Musa Barrow, do you know anything about him? Have you seen him? <sighs> I've done a little look on it before when you mentioned the name to me. He's five goals, I think, in eighteen. It is now. Um, very similar, he looks like to Divock Origi. Um There's going to be names banding around for Liverpool, certainly in the front line, and they do need to look at getting a few like depth players for me across the front. I do think they need a powerhouse, but I don't really know if it's a name that Liverpool are seriously going to be linked with. Um, I don't really know much about him. If people do, then fair play, because fucking hell, it's a difficult one to call. Um. 
Yeah, it's one of those. I like I seen the name this morning. I was like, who's he? Um, because I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't pretend to know all these players all over Europe and the world. Um, but I did look him up. Um, a couple of seasons with Atalanta with Bologna now, eighteen million being being touted about. But again, it's one of those where an agent has thrown something out and somebody's bitten on it. And yeah. like, I don't know if we should start doing like a, a scale of one to ten here, um, to see what the story is, but that's just one that came out right mm-hmm. out of left field. So we leave him at the moment. If anyone knows anything about Musa Barrow, has watched him, uh, has watched him play, let me know. Uh, Aiden says his father, Wheelbarrow, was an excellent <laughs> player. Um, but listen, no, nothing about him. Um, Jamie Jamie Holmes says, Harvey Elliott nearly back in team training. Yeah, that's another update as well. That's really, really good. And I think late, was it late January, early February, they were hoping to have him back, but yeah. um, can't wait to see him back playing for Liverpool because he started off excellently and the team played really well with, with him in it. We weren't carrying him. He was he was a really big part of it. Holding his own, weren't he? Ah, absolutely holding his own. And, you know, um, starting to scare teams for me, you know, when, when he was getting in positions and especially when he was getting Liverpool on the break with him, um, he could pick a pass and stuff like that. So it's great. It's absolutely mm. brilliant to see him coming back. Like any player that's injured, but especially him, mm. the injuries had how early into his Liverpool career he got it and how good he was looking. So um, Harvey Elliott coming back, hopefully, into team training by the end of the month is is huge for us. It's absolutely huge. Next one. Um, I'm going to put two together. Valverde and Cruz at Real Madrid. Liverpool have been linked with a £91 million double swoop for these two players. <laughs> 66 is the number being put on top of Valverde. 25 on top of Cruz. Cruz at 32 apparently will be... Um, Extremely interested in working with Jorgen Klopp, but again, to me, this just, with the Cruz one, it just sounds like, I don't know, is he out of contract at some stage and he needs another one? And the Valverde one just goes into the Luis Diaz, um, Dan Juma sort of bracket where it's like, just pick another player, put that sort of money on his Mm. head and we'll run from there. What do you think it is too? I think, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they'd be openly bleeding great at Liverpool. I'm going to be saying that, but I don't think, um, I don't think it's, it's, I can't see either of them happening. Well, that's all we need, isn't it? Another 30 odd year old midfielder for our ever growing age in the middle. So look, Tony Cruz is an unbelievable player. Great player. And when Liverpool got beat in the final against Madrid, mate, he was calling the shots when he is him in the middle, just ran the show. Both of them, mate, they are. Super players. Valverde is a top player, but they ain't going to let a youth player go. Maybe you may see a Tony Cruz go in the next couple of years because Real Madrid have got a few old boys there, haven't they? But yeah, I can't see anything like that, honestly. And 90 odd million, it's tough to see Liverpool paying that. Yeah. And I I just got like when you see the, it's not Mm. even like if you had a really young midfield and you wanted to bring Mm. somebody in there like a Cruz, you go, you know what? Brilliant. Um, like Jeremiah B says, Cruz is an upgrade on all our midfielders, bar Fabinho. Yeah, there's an argument there for he's, he's an upgrade on all of them. Um, for what he does, if you have a young midfield, you go, do you know what? He'd be perfect a year or two at Liverpool with these young mm. players under him, i.e., Harvey Elliott or Curtis Jones or whoever it might be. Um, yeah. even if you brought in a Basuma for argument's sake, you know, that sort of way, it'll look good, it'll look good and, and it would complement what's there. But I don't see it as good as he is. I don't see how it complements what we have there with, with you know, no. Fabinho, with Henderson. Now, having said that, you could bring someone in like that and go, right, I'm, I'm taking Henderson now or I'm bringing him in yeah. and he's going to be, he's going to be taking the place of a Milner in the squad. But at the moment, I just, 
it just seems like a bit of a lazy one for me. Um, Cruz has 18 months left, says Gareth. He's doing a Ramos to get Madrid to give him a new deal. That's what it feels like to me. And the Valverde one yeah. just seems to be in the same bracket as the other lads. But I think we both like to see it happen, Ben, if you got a chance, because they're really good players. But they just don't seem to fit right, do they? With the, with the, with the makeup of the squad as it is at the moment. Not with what we need. Like Valverde would be a cracking sign, and for anyone, wouldn't he? He's a top player. But look, Tony Cruz. Unbelievable player over the years, but Liverpool are in the opposite ends of targeting that type of midfielder. They need youth in that middle now. They can't be going an over 30 plus player, and he's got quality and stuff like that. But Liverpool need someone that can go in there for a good number of years and really grow in that midfield, and not someone that could be two years. That's not what we're about at the minute. Yeah. Um, somebody has asked, what is the jumper that I'm wearing? They're intrigued. Um, <laughs> someone says, is it leopard print? Would you fuck off as a leopard print? <laughs> this is my famous golf jumper that I don't wear to golf. Um, it does look like it's just static on the TV, <laughs> but it's warm and I love it. And I won't change it for nobody, regardless of the comments and the abuse I get in here on a, on a, any time I wear it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but it's, it's a golf jumper that I never wear. It's just, I've said this before. I have about seven jumpers hanging around the house and I just pick them up as I go and put them on. And my wife goes absolutely spare over it. And she probably has every right. <laughs> um, Nerez looks like he's leaving Ajax to head to Shakhtar. I'm only bringing him up because he's been linked with Liverpool on numerous occasions yeah. in the past. Um, I think he had an ACL injury and he's back from that. But um, it looks like 15 million from Ajax to Shakhtar. And of course, with that happening, you're getting people saying that um, Bergwijn could be out of spores and, and yeah. head to Ajax. Um, were you one on the on the Nerez train when he was when he was linked to Liverpool? It looked good at times, but I wasn't really the biggest fan of him. I think I think getting Bergwin in for him is a good move for Ajax. I think Bergwin will suit what they're looking for. Uh, I think what is it? He's twenty four, David Nevers. Um, three goals this year, so he's not really offering much to them, is he at the minute? And I think you know if you look at it, what is it? Sixteen, seventeen million euro is the number they're saying. And it's similar for what they'll get for Bergwijn. I think that's a good move for Ajax, to be fair. Mm. It looks like he's off to Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, Dries Mertz mm. and Napoli, it doesn't look like Napoli are going to <clears throat> take up the option of extending his deal. So he'll be a free in the uh, summer. Um, wanted to throw it out there because Dries Mertens is another player that's been linked with Liverpool in the past. Um, he's definitely worth a punt for somebody, isn't he? He is. Not for us, though, mate. He's 34 years of age, you know what I mean? We're... we're Liverpool will have an age, average age of about 35 at this rate. But there'll be, there'll be sides that do want him. But for, for Liverpool's point of view, I don't think it's worth us taking a punt. Okay. Um, and just an update on Kingsley Coleman, who has extended his... Um, he has extended his... Um, mm. Contract at Bayern Munich until 2027. Uh, Jordy T threw in a super yeah. chat earlier just to say that, um, you know, when I'm being linked, I control up on the screen there. It's under the favourites tab. Um, TJ's uh, comment is under the favourites tag there as well because uh, he was intrigued and Kev is going to talk about the game going ahead. Yeah. But um, he says, all right, lads, I'm also a Bayern fan as well as Liverpool. Coleman just signed a new contract to 2027. What effect do you think this has on Rafinha? Of course, Rafinha has been linked with Bayern heavily um, since mm. literally since the window opened or just before it. Um, Kingsley Coleman has renewed. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, where the Rafinha stuff will come back up now. I can see it in the next couple of days, Rafinha being linked to definitely to us in the next 48 to 72 hours. Yeah. 
Definitely. Who was it that broke a bit of news that Coleman was linked to? Was it was last year, wasn't it? In the summer, I think yeah, his name that, was that really went down for a couple of days, and then uh, then then it went away. But that's that, that, this is what happens. This is why we're doing this show because they seem to <laughs> we seem to get names, and then the following day you get a figure, and then it disappears, and we start on a new name like Luis Diaz, then Juma, Valverde. You know, they're all they're all gone. Mary Sakura, um I think he's making reference to you when he says he's almost as old as Gav. What um, about Mertens, I think? <laughs> oh, Mertens. Jesus. What age was Mertens' car? I think I am. Um, I'll give him a slap now the next time I see him. Don't be fucking spreading <laughs> stuff like that on this channel. Um, 39 I am. 40 in March, just to just to verify that. Um, but Kingsley Coleman has renewed um, to with mm. Munich, and, and it's good. And I've seen a few bits around um, Serge Nabry. Um, or Gnabry, whatever way you want to say. Um, and I've probably got that wrong, but even saying them twice, I've probably got it wrong. But there's room around there that hit they're looking for a renewal for him as well. And he is the business. He is the like, I used to Liverpool to a teammate. Oh my god, yeah. And he's, he's never a name that comes up because it's like he's nearly a bit untouchable or, or, or boring, but he is the business. Um, he's got everything, hasn't he? He would yeah. literally complement our front three, yeah. He'd be one of the top targets for me, surely, because he yeah. the pace as well. We're pace. all about pace, and he's pace. Yeah. He's direct. He finishes. Yeah, he's everything about him, and he's a footballer. He's not just. He's not a speed. And it'd kill Arsenal as well. Oh well, listen. Um, <laughs> the way things are going, we can't do anything else on Arsenal. You know, if we signed Gnabry <laughs> off um, Bayern Munich, Arsenal would want us fucked out of the league at this stage. Um, <laughs> Luca Dean looks like he's on his way to Aston Villa. 25 million it looks like it's been agreed there's been talk of El Ghazi going the other way on a five month loan deal to Villa or to Everton mm. um, but Luca Dean Ben has made it clear over the last couple of weeks that he doesn't want to be at Everton I don't think he's suited um, what Benitez wants to do or is trying to do and you know he's more or less he, ha- he hasn't come out but Benitez has come out for him and said look I want out of here it's another good signing for Villa isn't it it definitely is mate and you know, they're looking a good little outfit, aren't they? If they can get it all gelling and build it around Coutinho as well. Adding Luca Dean, mate, that's a big that's a big signing for Villa, that. They've had a cracking window, mate. You know, look at the sides that could have brought in them two alone. and What a move. Gerard's definitely got some pull, and it's probably pissed a few Evertonians off as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's pissed them off, because I think their their I suppose, will be a Luca Dean for wanting to live. But mm-hmm. it just throws a little bit on top, doesn't it? Um, when it's Gerard comes in and goes, yeah, there's 25 million bang. Um, and we're done. You know, <laughs> um, I think Everton fans will just decide that Luca Dean is the fella that, that's a fault here. And, you know, and that's the way they are. But like I said, I think it's a good deal. I think he's a good left back. I think he's a little bit probably overrated. Um, but that's probably just me listening to Everton fans at times. But if, if Gerard wants to play where you get, I've noticed with Villa that he does <clears> want his fullback. When they get into the final third, he wants his fullbacks high up. He wants them to have a good engine on them. But he yeah. wants them to have good delivery because regardless of who he plays up front, they deliver a lot of balls into the box. You know, mm. there's not you don't see an awful lot from Villa where they try to be intricate. If they can get it wide and put it in, they absolutely do. And they don't care if Watkins is in there, they don't care if um, you know, Danny Ings is in there. But what it's huge is if they get set pieces. He's big on set pieces, Gerard. You can see it already with Villa. And Luca Dean has a seriously, seriously um, good left foot on him, you have to say. Oh, he does. 25 million for a, a proper Prem left back, mate. And I think that's a cracking buy. You can't moan at that. And 
what was it last year? They were talking of him, or was it the year before, that he was one of the best left-backs in the league? Mm. That's a good coup that for Villa. Yeah, at 25 minutes, I think it is. And, um, you know, you can see Gerrard trying to put a stamp on that with, you know, target players left-back for, yeah. for Villa. But I think the thing with target is I don't know if he's fit enough to get up and down from. I've noticed target, you know, starting to starting to be really affected by pace of games mm. near the end. You see him going down with cramp a couple of times and I just don't know if he has yeah. the quality. I think he's a really good defender. I think he's he's decent. He does get forward. Mm. He's not too bad. But I think the quality there in, in delivery and stuff like that is what will set Luca Dean apart from him. But again, as a squad game, target is not, not a bad backup to have when, when Gerard looks for it. And he's not going to play actually young there. Um, so he's definitely looking to... Um, He'd be a bit rootless, I think, when it comes to who he wants Good to be. Good set pieces for Villa as well with Coutinho and Dean. Yeah. Both got a super dead ball delivery, haven't they? Yeah. So that's an interesting one. And that looks like it's close, close to being done. Um, we're 20 minutes in. and We've covered loads of names mm. there. We've covered Klopp's quote <coughs> on Salah. We've covered um, who's available for Liverpool again and stuff like that. Um, hit the like button if you're watching. Um, subscribe if you haven't. And if you want to share across your social media, do that. Keep liking <coughs> stuff in the chat as well. Emma Cavanagh says, Dean, you will never walk alone. Tattoos on his chest. Rubbish claims he was a Liverpool <laughs> fan. Signing for Gerard of Villa now. Um, I don't know if signing for Gerard of Villa proves that you're a Liverpool fan, but um, I'd say the money's going to get off Villa and uh, the chance to get away from Benitez, who he clearly doesn't see eye to eye with, is going to be huge. No. Um Captain Sal says we should get a few more false positives and get the game cancelled again just to make Arsenal fans cry again. Well, it's interesting you say that because we were going to have a chat around the fact that um, Liverpool play Arsenal tomorrow and our plan is to have a preview show of that tonight. But um, breaking news over the last half an hour um, is apparently Mikel Arteta has admitted that Arsenal are in no way guaranteed to be able to play this game tomorrow night because Mm. of a... Selection crisis because of injuries, um, COVID, and players away with AFCON. Now, I'm going to put it out there. If Arsenal go through the process Liverpool went through, and it comes out, and Kev has said earlier, it'll probably be tomorrow morning before we get results back and see how it goes. If Arsenal go through the correct procedure like Liverpool did last week, there's no option but to call off this game. Mm. But, Ben, if they do... If they do, right, and it gets called off, the fucking crack we're going to have, right, because the stuff being le- levelled at Liverpool over the last week by Arsenal fans has been nothing short of an abomination um, of, of comment and opinion. What happens if Arsenal do the exact same thing as Liverpool last week? Um, are they ducking games? Are they afraid of Jurgen Klopp? Are they afraid of the Reds? Are they, um, are they going to forfeit the toy, have points deducted? And probably have their stadium and shit taken off them. What is going to happen if this gets called off? Oh, mate, the first thing they'll be alluding to is the fact that the um, their home advantage in the second leg's gone, so that'll cause a fucking uproar with them. It's half of them, mate, I can't take notice of them. Stupid comments that we're terrified of them. What planet are they living on, mate? Liverpool will wipe the floor with them. I hope it goes ahead, mate, and I hope they get forced to play all their kids, for all the shite that they've come out with in the last week, mate. And I would nothing more to see Liverpool batter them and they're having to play the kids, mate. I can't wait. Hopefully it goes ahead. <laughs> um, Jesus, could you imagine? Ar- Arsenal for life is in. He's put three ducks um, in, in. I don't know what that means. Let me know what that means because I'm a bit simple when it comes to stuff like that. But, you know, 
Oh, oh, I'm all for the game getting called off if the protocols are followed and <coughs> this is what ha- Arsenal, if Arsenal end up in, in an exact situation Liverpool did or, um, you know, anyway similar where the game doesn't have to go yeah. ahead, that's what you follow and you go with. And once the, as I said, I've said this for ages, Ben, on, on air shows, once it's transparent and once we get the information, I don't like this, oh, numbers, 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 no one tell you what the numbers are and no one can give you an idea. Um, mm. But, like it'd be that there's no chance of them being forced to play the game if they come into a similar situation. No chance. But just going back to um, just going back to the game itself. Mm. How strong? Like, let's presume it goes ahead. How strong do you think Liverpool will go? And we will preview this tonight. Myself, uh, Kev, Chris, and I think one other will be on tonight at ten. <coughs> but how strong do Liverpool go? Because in usual terms, he probably do a mix. But he has players coming back there that probably hasn't played a game in ten days now. You know, yeah, so does he get all, does he get as does he go as strong as he can, even though he play Palace Sunday? I think he'd have to. Look, people are saying look, Man City probably win the league now. Um but if they, they are to go and win the league, City, Liverpool have to go and try and win all the other cups around them and make it look like we've had a better season. So I want to see Liverpool full strength against Arsenal and really go and put it on them because we need silverware this year, and the FA Cup, mate, is a cracking. Uh, sorry, the cup's a cracking one. You know, I'd love nothing more to see Liverpool knock these out, and we can. And I do think that there's enough with Trent and Allison uh, coming back in, mate. Liverpool are going to have a strong side, and I, I don't think the way that it's all come about with all this tampering shit and all that, I don't think Jurgen will do anything apart from going a full stem side with what he's got. I expect it tomorrow. Even with even with a league game at the weekend, because I know people will say, you know, I think City might win the league, and and that looks probable. But Liverpool is still, mm. for me, still have a chance if they keep winning, and hope. Um, mm. But with a three day turnaround, or even sorry, two days, isn't it between, and then two full days before Palace, um, and we don't know who's out. We don't know who's <clears> out. <throat> Do you still think he goes as strong as possible? Just to get, does he look at it as I'm going as strong as possible because they need this? They actually need it for the Palace game on Sunday. Yeah, well, I think he has to, mate. It's a game that we can control it. You know, at the minute in the league, we can't control that City, you know, are in front and there's games there that, you know, Liverpool have to try and catch up with. But we can control how we get on against Arsenal in the Cup. And I want to see us go out there and try and win it. You know, none of this pissing around with a load of kids out there, put the best players on the pitch and worry about the Palace game on the weekend. Let's go out there and put a good stamp on it. We've got, we're first at Anfield. Let's go and get a few, few goals up. If we have to, we can make the changes later down the line. Um, I didn't, I know Arsenal were beaten by Forrest in the Cup at the weekend and, mm. and, you know, when I seen the lineup from what I can remember, I thought they were resting players, you know, for that Cup mm. game, which is, which is, you know, that's the thing in, in the FA Cup at this stage. But obviously, um obviously there was issues there with injuries and, and COVID. Um Kev reckons they've literally have one centre midfielder available now, um, fully fit. Um Jamie Holm wants to go quite strong and smash them, keep the spine strong and rotate others. But how there's a good chance then if Arsenal were forced to play or, or their only option at the weekend was yeah. to play like against Forest and they've more positives since. There's a strong chance it won't be played then. Oh, there is. And they've got a couple who've gone to the AFCON, haven't they? Like, so um party and stuff like that. So, look, if Arsenal can delay the game, they're going to try it, aren't they? Mm. 
Liverpool are in a much stronger position than when they were when the game got called off. So Arsenal want everything to go in their favour for the game to be called off. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's one of them. Okay. Um, did I did I keep? I'm saying Palace. Why do I keep saying Palace? It's Brentford at the weekend. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I have Palace in my head for some reason. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Robbie Richmond wants Kelleher, Bradley, Gomez, Matip, uh, Robertson, Fabinho, Ox, Hendo, uh, Firmino, Jota, and Gordon as his team um, tomorrow night. But I just I, I I think it's very hard to pick an eleven, and I'm gonna have to have a big think about it before ten o'clock tonight because genuinely you're looking at it going. If you knew who was out, it's a lot easier. But we don't know who's out. We don't know who's back. We've seen who played at the weekend and we have a feeling as to who we want to see play the coming weekend. So it's hard to actually pick an 11 based on all mm. that. But I think there might be an argument in the case that, you know, um, Kevin Robbie have said there five subs as well in this. So that's big as well. So it could be a case of getting as many of those players that have missed out in the last while because of the COVID stuff and that. Get them back in and mm. get them get them motoring and give them a the best chance possible to be flying for the weekend. So it's an interesting one. Um if I was to if I was to if you're a betting man, what would you bet? Game goes ahead or doesn't? Um I think it goes ahead. I think Arsenal have come up with this approach a little bit too late. Liverpool had a few days on it before the game, didn't they? So mm. I think um Liverpool would usually travel down today anyway, so I think it'll go ahead. Mm. And of course um you see, we don't we don't know what's going on with Arsenal. We kind of knew from the Tuesday that the mm. stuff going on at Liverpool. We're, we're in Wednesday now, and it's kind of just Arteta saying we might be able to. So we don't know what's going on in the background. They could be contacted EFL and Liverpool yesterday, like Liverpool did last mm. week, and maybe maybe we'll hear more in the morning. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it well, last Wednesday? Air game was confirmed. It's not going ahead. I think it was for the Tuesday. So it'll be interesting. And um, people have said, "What happens if the game doesn't go ahead with regards to tonight's show?" Um, oh, we'll do a draft or a quiz or something. We'll have a bit of crack. Don't worry, we won't let you down. Um, I think that's about it for today. Um, we've got through a fair bit. Don't forget, as I said, hit the like button on your way out. Um, ben, where can people find you? Find your channel. Throw it out there before we go. Yeah, we've got a few little uh, new surprises coming up, I'll tell you, over the next few days. Um, but yeah, usually on Rivalry Aside TV, it's a mixture of Arsenal fans and Spurs, so it has been a bit heated over the last two weeks. But yeah, uh, got some good news coming, I'll let you know very soon. Good stuff, good stuff. Make sure to go and check out Rivalry Aside on Twitter on um, and on YouTube as well. Go and subscribe to them. That has been uh, the cop update for today, Wednesday. Uh, we will be back tonight at 10 p.m. Whether that's a whether that's a preview of Arsenal or some sort of draft slash quiz, um, I will tell you, if it doesn't go ahead, Chris Brack has to do the questions for the quiz tonight, so fucking strap <laughs> yourselves in. Um, and if it if the game does go ahead, obviously we'll do a preview. I'll be back at 2 p.m. tomorrow um, with more cop update and... Um, more comments from everybody that's in the chat. Thanks a thanks again, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem at all. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great day. Talk to you later on. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.